friends, welcome to Outspoken Outtakes, Volume 7. What this is, is a collection of pieces of conversations from past episodes. Uh, these are, this is unaired material, this is never before heard stuff, and uh, stuff that I thought needed some airing. So uh, I picked three different, very different, I think, uh, conversations uh, just to show what you know the range of topics and personalities can be here um, and the various levels of caffeination that I can achieve from one show to the next. Um, so without further ado, let's listen to a few of my friends in succession. something magical about not you kind of don't really outweigh all that like you don't like, you don't you don't have the ability yeah. to think into and the maybe future and maybe far. that's good maybe like if we yeah you would you would never leave your house if you thought like well something could happen to me yeah if you were if you had like a, a 60 year old's mentality <laughs> right as a 20 year old yeah you, like would, you would never have a life yeah you're just like so oh, like, it's too scary there's something about work. that it's like but now that like we're in our mid-40s yeah like what is where does that leave us? Like, it's a do good we question. still take risks, or we act like the sixty-year-old? We're kind of in between that. Well, so I've been. Like, I mean, of course, it's different for everyone. Yeah. For me, the the taking risks is a huge part of what life is about. And yeah. I feel like if you don't take any risks, you yeah. don't ever no expand reward. anything. Yeah. You don't yeah. learn. You don't grow. Yeah. So I thankfully I learned that early. Yeah. I think because of my mom, probably who who was took us seeker. on it. Yeah, yeah, she was a seeker. She yeah. took us on adventures and yeah. you know she talked about stuff and yeah. she wanted us to talk you know be yeah. open yeah. so it was a huge gift to be told as a young kid think for yourself That's look really at everything yeah. you know try try to figure out what you like mm -hmm. there was still like she still had a lot of the programming from her childhood yeah. of like you have to be responsible yeah. you got to get a real job you got to go to school do you think that's generational like do you think that's shifted he, in our time for sure yeah. i mean well i i know that it has because if yeah. you look at like all the patterns leading up to Dude our generation yeah. which was labeled generation x without right. our permission but <laughs> right. but that's who we are that was used to sell soda i think yeah exactly yeah. Or, or the the one book <laughs> yeah. the, what's his name uh, <laughs> right um yeah i don't know i it's a catchy thing to like yeah. take a group of people and name them something yeah and i don't think it's ever that yeah. cut and dried but yeah. but there is a pretty clear difference between baby boomers and generation x yeah in like terms what, of what they what, the path they followed what do you think that what do you think is responsible for that shift it's a really good question, and I've thought about it a lot. Um, Me too. And the only thing that really, I, I can't point to anything in the material world. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's more of like a consciousness uplift that that maybe happened behind the scenes, or maybe yeah. there was something to do with the alignment of the planets at that right. time. I'm not sure, but I know canned food. 
Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah, maybe we, we, the people who grew up with canned food revolution. were locked into this uh, mentality. You, you, yeah. You're not allowed to leave this yeah. container. Yeah, yeah I don't, canned peaches. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, there's definitely. You can definitely see the difference between people who grew up in depression, like with the depression yes. mentality in yeah. this country, yeah. and the scarcity. You know, yeah. they grew up thinking there's not going to be enough. Well, having abundance and always thinking there's more, like, makes you like. Like free. I see you... kids throw stuff out of their cars. It's like <laughs> that kills me. That's that kills so me. raw. Yeah, I I want if I had like a one vigilante superhero cause, <laughs> it would, would be, be it would be litter bugs. Yeah. I would take on litter bugs. It happens and... a lot, man. I I saw someone just literally just like they're drinking a soda or whatever, and they just threw it like just straight out onto the street. Yep. And was just like the last sip was the last like, bit of responsibility guys. they had over that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've guys. seen people pull up to a red light and <laughs> yeah. open the door and just take drop it everything out. from their car yeah. and just dump it and yeah. pull away. Yeah. And uh, those folks need a lesson of some kind. I don't know who, like who should be enforcing. Yeah. That, Cause it's, is that the next generation? I hope not. I don't know. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a, I feel like there is more recycling is like not mandatory, but like, everyone gets a bin like like around here around it's pretty here, close to it's mandatory, good yeah. you know so that's that's progress it's but. a trend it's going to take a long time to catch up and there's still states where they don't even recycle at all it's not only yeah. is there no refund or, but or like if you even... do you're a communist yeah or a socialist yeah like what why are you why are you <laughs> putting that over there like that's that's for commies yeah or whatever you know yeah so what are, you, you, are people still afraid of communists? I, I think know. they might be. Yeah. I think some of that residual stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. certainly the people who are still alive yeah. from that time period, yeah. they still have some of that fear yeah. of the red. You know, yeah, it's insanity. I mean, I think some of that is what changed. Like people, all, all I know, and... yeah. Well, all I know from my own perspective is that growing up and looking at my parents. Well, first of all, they were very different, yeah. and they were separated already. Yeah. So I had like these two distinct households different. with yeah. different lifestyles, different values yeah. everything was quite different like yeah. very stark contrast sure so which was confusing at first <laughs> but then it <clears throat> i felt like it gave me these very clear like guidelines like yeah this is pretty far in this direction i don't and th like too conservative or yeah. whatever and this is maybe maybe, maybe a little too emotionally yeah. all over the place like so i had to like find some Figure middle ground where you were yeah. yeah and i think that sort of helped me in a way because i knew yeah i liked aspects of different things but i didn't want either one of those yeah like, like i knew early on i'm not following in either one of my parents foot footsteps right. at least in terms of like well i don't know i think i was born knowing that i wasn't going to do something because somebody told me to yes and that's something i just feel fortunate to you know me I, too i didn't i didn't I, ask if it was okay yeah i would I just that too. do it i just yeah. knew that i wanted to do it and i wasn't into like breaking the rules just for the sake of it no it's just that if a rule didn't make sense to me yeah it's like why, i couldn't why i couldn't we, follow it who thought of this rule yeah that's <laughs> like, not my rule i didn't make yeah. that up so yeah. why should i follow it yeah and i understood like there are certain situations where you might get in trouble yeah. if you break these rules because yeah. you know the certain authority put that in place and you can't but even that shit i think is well of, first of all it's it's contradictory because I can't tell you how many cops I see breaking laws every single day. Going through lights. Every day. Yeah. I see them turn up, put on the lights, yeah. go through it, turn yeah. off the lights. You yeah. know? That's such an abuse of power that as a kid who's rebellious and like anti-authoritarian, yeah. when I saw that kind of shit, I was like, all right, well, everybody's full of shit then. Yeah. If, if the people... Right. Are out there to enforce <laughs> yeah. these laws? It's and, like it's like the most like obvious but like s simple way of saying like we're above. Yeah, you. We're above you because we have 
guns and handcuffs we, and we clubs. Got, and, we got the handcuffs. Yeah. We can do this. We have the authority to beat the shit out of you <laughs> yeah, because we, we want to. And we, yeah, we'll use that. And we, we do. We do. We like, we kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody, but enough that it's yeah. a thing. I mean, why is there yeah. so much a, a power? Right. Why is there so much abuse of power in that particular line of work? Yeah. If there's not a certain psychology that right. leads you there, you know, right. if there's not a certain type of person that wants to get in there and crack some skulls, it wouldn't be such a pervasive stereotype. Right. You know? It's not every cop, but no. it's enough of them that you you start to think, well, some people are doing this on purpose. You know, <laughs> right. this, they want to be. May not be an accident. Yeah, and this that's, isn't a single incident. Right, and that's sort of how I've felt about every rule that's ever been made that I didn't sign off on. You know. Yeah. Nobody asked me if yeah. I wanted to live like that. So right. I'm not going to, like, why? Why <laughs> yeah. would I? Yeah. And I, uh, if anything, my role has been to help other people step out of that for themselves. Like, right. hey, you don't have to follow these rules if you don't want to. I'm not saying, like, like, go get in trouble and go yeah. go to jail, but do what fits your your code. Right. You know? And, and, and like, just because something is already established as, 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 like, a thing, that's, like, Obviously, like there's some points in history where that proved to be wrong. Like, yeah, slavery, for example. Right. You know, like, yeah. Just like, a minor, like, minor like example. Women not being able to vote, for example. Yeah. Like a lot of things, you know, where you're like, guess what? Like just because something is how it is right. doesn't mean it's good. I was I was watching this whole thing and I was just like the disbelief and the frustration building at once seeing the entire mainstream media including public radio basically shadow banning at first uh, Bernie Sanders yep. and then dismissing him and then demonizing him right because as he gained popular then they came up with the Bernie bro thing oh, right to tag him and all his followers as misogynists oh, right. right? And also just as kind of like millennial, like no, no nothings. I think yeah, there, yeah, there was this yeah. idea that like, oh, you, what do you you like him because he's an old old white haired guy who's yeah, funny. Yeah, they've and, come up with any story to mm, discredit anybody about who, him or anybody following, right. which are, which you know, which is now attacked because they do that with Trump. They're they're writing off the entire population of people who voted for Trump as right. uh, 
bigots, anti-gay, anti-women, misogynist basket of deplorables. Right. And that's a talking point. Mm -hmm. And that's a smear. And it's a black and white thing. And and I actually know people, good people, Mm -hmm. you know, who are Trump supporters, people who are raising kids and really are good people. And they're not... and. They're actually, to some degree, some are supporting him because they see how corrupt the other side got and actually can see through a lot of the propaganda that the other side falls for. You know, there's there's propaganda on both sides, yep. but the disenfranchisement of, you know, entire populations in the Midwestern and Southern states because all the jobs left. And yep. there's a great article, a brilliant article to read from Crack Magazine. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I highly recommended this online called How Half of America Lost Its Fucking Mind. Mm-hmm. And he goes into both sides. And wow. he shows, to, you know, because this guy came from those areas. So anyway, mm-hmm. just that thing about if you can't, if you can't debate someone on, in co- terms of content, right. and you can't refute their arguments, then you smear and demonize. You have to discredit them. And yeah. that's become the standard modus operandi of the DNC. And right. it's always gone on between both It's been parties. around for a long time. It's been around for, but now <laughs> it's just gotten extreme. Yeah. So they did the Bernie bro thing. And I remember writing posts uh, about what was going on on Facebook, mm-hmm. about how, the, how specifically the election was stolen from Bernie. And I got I would get all these responses of either, oh, you're a Trump supporter because I critique the DNC yep. and Hillary, yep. who were basically yeah. You're automatically that. if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah, and the, and um, that was so that was one thing. But then another thing that I got, which is just so frustrating, was, well, doesn't really matter because Bernie wasn't even a real Democrat. He was an independent. He just joined the Democratic Party. To, what does that matter? Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. It means so. Therefore, it's okay that the election was stolen from him. Yeah, exactly. Because because he wasn't our, one of the agreed upon two two yeah. teams that are allowed which means to play. There, which means the principle has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Ethics has nothing to do with it. Law has nothing to do with it. Right. It's we've come to a time where. The ends justifies the means, yep. and that always leads to chaos. And that's actually Peterson has brought in some really inter- Jordan Peterson has brought in some really interesting points about that thing about chaos. And I love this thing about the the speaking the only way, uh, speaking the truth is the key to creating a habitable order. Okay, because lies always lead you into chaos, and the truth is what sets things right and gives you a solid foundation to build on. And that's that, and he takes it back to you know. Bible and ancient myths and that uh-huh. sort of thing, but it's absolutely a, a, a true principle, right? And true. we've and we've lost sight of it. For sure, we have. Yeah, and, yeah. We're not even looking for it. No, not even looking because now it's all about winning. They've <laughs> yeah. they've gotten people into such a frenzy. And you know, to me, there's a there's a psyops being done on the the American population, the global population. But it is a psyops. Let's talk about that. Well, the psyops is the the mockingbird media, and right. we've and the CIA and deep state. You know, it's a psychological essay. operation. Yeah, it's on... a psychological operation, and and they these you know I mean the CIA has been doing psyop stuff going back 50, 60 years. At least, know, 50 yeah. years at least. That we know of. How do you mani- manipulate people? Yeah. They've got teams of psychologists for decades yeah. who have been helping figure out how do you control people. Yeah, and we're putting them into active war to, mm-hmm. to test it out and see how that'll... What, like Vietnam, that was the whole thing, right? Like, right. let's test out some acid on these guys and see if that'll get them test out some revved up. Yeah. Test out some weapons, some drugs. Yeah. Some, yeah, like, yeah, and the guys they sent into the first Gulf War, they were giving them amphetamines. Mm-hmm. Those guys, and they were playing... I remember playing they were video playing games. 
Bon, was it Bon Jovi or was oh. it some? No, not Bon Jovi. I can't some like some American heavy rock metal, tribute yeah, heavy thing, metal, yeah. American heavy metal rock. So they'd be going in there and they're talking to him here and the pilots interviewed, they're giving them amphetamines, yeah. uh, which the Germans invented and they gave them to their soldiers in World War II. And part of Hitler's disintegration was amphetamine based. Really? He was, they started giving him amphetamines before the war officially started. Oh, he, right. was getting, he was getting crazier and crazier. Doses. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had a classic amphetamine. Psychosis. Psychosis, yeah. Wow. Uh, and so anyway, all that stuff's going on, and, and there's a, just to me, it's just like, now the news is all psyops all the time. Yeah. Talking points, manipulation, yeah. just messing with people's psychology, messing with their minds, and all the way up to, you know, today. I mean, it's just every, every event that's been happening yep. is used to that purpose. Right. And so, and it's becoming visible. Yeah. And, and because, but people aren't, it's visible to those who think in those terms anyway, but the people are so, have like agreed to not look at anything anymore. Yes. And I think we're, I think we are in the heart of the area that is the most, has succumbed the most to the, to the so-called progressive liberal Propaganda. complacency yeah. and, and propaganda yeah, yeah. And, and so people are more on board here but this is a little bubble right but i i think and i've seen if you you know if you go on you know facebook and different places there are a lot of people that are that are seeing through it mm -hmm. and the more extreme it gets the more desperate those uh strategies become where they just become reduced to the most primitive right manipulation you know oh are you carrying water for putin right like that, that is kind an of answer stuff. to any question right <laughs> I, I just think people are seeing are more people are going to see through it okay and i think their foundation is disintegrating mm. so to me what happened in that thing it was probably not long after my name was removed from the rolls and the election was stolen and you know, just saw i was aware of how orchestrated but just really seeing that this is where it was going yeah. and then actually the frustration of bernie not saying anything. He yeah. basically... He just collapsed. threw in the towel. He threw in the towel and he never mentioned. And then he started joining the propaganda yeah. megaphone. And, and I was like, oh my God. And so, uh, I mean, I always have a, a deep regard for Bernie for what he did. Me too, yeah. He's a tragic, I think to me he's a tragic figure. It's or, up to you. Do you want to do that, or do you want? Yeah, to... sure. Um, the big contradiction right now that's coming up is um, so I, I crave intimacy mm -hmm. and I crave connection, and um, I I love feeling in love. Yeah. Basically, but I'm also very clear, becoming more and more clear that I am. Don't I don't think I'm made for marriage. Oh. Interesting. That's a recent revelation. It's uh, well, part of it is a result of what I what I experienced in my lifetime. Yeah. Part of it is have been a sixty percent divorce rate in this country. Yeah. And part of it is me just always thinking outside of the box and just being okay. really, really um, needing personal freedom. 
So do you mean like state sponsored marriage? You mean you're not, or do you mean you don't want to be in a committed relationship that lasts a lifetime? Like, do you mean? Oh the, no, I the... think I can be committed for a lifetime. Okay, so I it's think... really just the the technical, like having this having the state be involved and sign contracts and that kind of thing. That having, having and the cohabitation and the... part okay. and the expectation of keeping each other happy for. That's a big one. Yeah. So Till you death know, do I, you part? yeah, you know, as we know, the whole institution of marriage has changed and evolved so much right. in the last hundred years, hundred and fifty years, and we're or even just the last not. thirty years. Yeah. I mean, one generation, it's changed a lot. Yeah. Just the expectation of absolutely. whether or not to be married. It's not the kind of economic contract that it used to be, um, and we don't even even need to get into the whole role, gender role of women and men. It, we know it. Yeah. And it's changed so much. And I've been on my own in this country for 13 years and all together for 15 years on my own, just taking care of myself. Right. Never cohabitated with a boyfriend. I've had meaningful relationships. As right. You know. Yep. Long-term ones. Long-term, yes. But and never lived together. Beautiful. Never lived together. Even for a short span? Um, you know, the, the, the four days a week sleepovers. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, actually, there was a little bit of that, but... It was circumstantial. It right. wasn't Yeah, a I'm just trying to get a sense of the of the scope of it, of all your, you know, if you've never done that, then never that's significant. Never done that. That's never done that. And never, actually, for the most, for, for the biggest part of my life, never wanted it with anyone. Yeah. And then I met someone that I loved so much that I could see that happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's timing, there's different mm -hmm. needs, um, age difference, experience dif yep. difference. So, Uncertainty. Uncertainties, personality. Um, so it, it didn't pan out. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm sort of understanding that it would take a really special human who can accept me exactly the way I am and with the needs I have yeah. for space and for autonomy yeah. to be able to make that possible. I feel the same way. Yeah. And, and even I with think someone, a lot of us do. I think so, but I think a lot of us put that aside. Like we're, we, we make the sacrifice without putting much thought into it because of the tradition, because of the, you know, the expectation. Well, you're yeah. married, right? So you got to live together. Right. So what's wrong with you if you're not living together? Must be right. some, you know, I remember thinking that about, you know, like my mom and one of my stepdads who they would sleep separately sometimes. And I was like, what, what's going on there? Are they breaking up? Are they not <laughs> happy? You know? And I, th I asked, I think I asked each of them, because uh, I was curious to know both sides. Uh -huh. And um, I think they were both about the same. It was like, we, you know, we love each other. We have plenty of time to see each other yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. And we like to, we sleep more comfortably alone. Sure. And so do I. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. I don't dislike, you know, Nothing wrong with that. Cuddling and that's or also being, how or, my grandparents, by the way, in the fifties. Yeah. Well, back then it was a little more common. Like you'd have, like you know, Lucy and Ricky had separate twin beds. Oh, really? You know, like four feet apart. They my grandparents sleep. had separate bedrooms. Yeah. It was well, always with the excuse that the other one snored. Like, yeah, yeah. And but, I think some of that's legit. But also, if you've lived with somebody for forty or fifty years, you're probably sick of all their habits. You oh know, my goodness. you're probably <laughs> you, you just put up with it, and you're like, well, if there's stuff that I don't have to put up with, exactly. There's why that. Not? Why not close a door between? I, I will like the person more if I'm not resenting them for their you know, nose picking and their. There's that, whatever. and then there's also my own experience with um, keeping desire 
Yeah. I need to know, like, if I am with one person for the rest of my life, I better be. You want to like them still. I want to like and, them. And be I wanna, hot for them occasionally. I want to desire yeah. them. I so do you think the space is essential for that? Yeah, I think, think it's essential. A little essential. distance and then the coming back to the person? I mean, no wonder I've, I've had relationships <laughs> with musicians who are like always touring. Oh, <laughs> is that, that's a common theme, huh? It's not a common theme, but I'm getting to see now that uh, it happened more than once. And it's, uh, so what do you think it's about, becoming a common theme. What do you think about the, the psychological pattern of like picking, when we pick relationships, you know, and we fall into these themes or the, we start to see repetitions of stuff based on um, what our emotional needs are. But we don't. We may not know that that's what our needs are until. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good question, Justin. I honestly, I don't think that in any of these um, experiences that I've had, I consciously chose. Yeah. Someone who was not physically there all the time. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's almost never conscious. Yeah, I think it, I went always I think... with my gut feeling and with my instinct and what felt and with uh, what felt. Uh, right yeah and, well my uh, belief is that that's what like our intuition is guiding us toward our, that lesson so we yeah. need to we are going to be with this person who's going to teach us something about ourselves Definitely. about where we fit in the world what you know about life in general and then whether you know if that relationship ends hopefully when you leave it you carry with you the stuff you learned oh and so when true. you and then when you enter the next relationship i think if you've processed some of that stuff it's going to be different. You will have learned the lesson. You won't need to learn it again. So you'll have you'll have new lessons to learn. But I think that you're if you follow your heart and your intuition and your gut, which are kind of all the same, you know, mm -hmm. ball of you know, it's whatever it <laughs> yeah, is, whatever so. that is. If you tap into it, it leads you. I um, agree. I agree, and I am a big believer in growth and in learning from our our stories, yeah. and our experiences. So definitely with you on that. I, the, the other piece is that I get really turned on by someone who's living their dream mm -hmm. and who's um, shining and, yep. and having their own purpose, their own meaning. That's such a huge thing to, to pay attention to. Yeah, and I don't think I could ever be with someone who's just not willing to tap into what their, their real purpose is. Yeah. Whatever that is, by the way. It doesn't have to be music. It doesn't no, no. have to be... It doesn't have to be the same as yours. It doesn't have to be any specific thing. It just yeah. has to be the thing that fuels them, yeah. that, that gets them excited. Yes, because then there's uh, another layer of um, depth to, to the relationship. Yeah. When you come together, you come together uh, sharing um, from a place of having your, your cup filled, right? Yeah. Instead of from a place of scarcity, there's just such abundance to share. And, and that's how I see myself in relationship that's the only way i see myself in relationship that's amazing that's a great way but with to... friends too by the way not yeah yeah just well i can see it in friendship i can see how much of yourself you give it's really inspiring i mean it's really thank you it i is. don't see it's... myself the way you do you know <laughs> well nobody nobody sees themselves that way i mean we have all these insecurities and you know we run a set of filters on every single piece of information i just i guess i'm not sure what i give but I do well, know that I give presence. You true. give presence. You you have a really dynamic spirit. Like you're you're very awake and alive, and you know excited about life. That's really it's infectious. You know, for especially for a somber, sourpuss like me. You know, I need Thank people you. like that around, yeah. or else I forget that there's joy in life you know oh, yeah i'll be happy and i'll be happy to provide for thank you you, you always have i mean every time <laughs> i see you it's always there's always a big smile it makes me mm -hmm. feel better it's like i mean that's one of the things that 
you do for people just by being. And that's that's a huge gift. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I, I'm tearing up a little myself. I mean, it's really, I really mean it. It really is heartfelt. Um, when you. friends do that for one another, and I think it, it, you know, I think it's super important. And I think we overlook it sometimes and we overlook each other's gifts, you know. Mm. So I think it's good to point them out. I'm going to take it in. Good. It's a little hard to do for me, but it's my. It's also part of my journey Yep. to take in. Um, good. Well, yeah. so so what? I don't see much of a contradiction there, actually. In the <laughs> contradiction, the... here's the contradiction. Okay. So I'm 36, okay. and uh, I have this 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 uh, strong uh, desire to to give back. Well, and part of it is being fulfilled by the work with communities, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I do a lot of nonprofit work, um, helping people get healthy again, and even, sometimes even reverse chronic disease so that's beautiful it yeah. takes care of my service needs um but i think i am still grappling with the the concepts of motherhood and how to if it's going to happen in uh -huh. my life is it a strong compulsion it's becoming really well with in the, the last few years it's been on my mind but i think more of from from a, an age perspective and you know yeah. unfortunately we as women we have to face it's that so, it's like a universal thing any it woman is. who's even considering a baby the yeah. talk, the to click, the ticking clock gets louder and louder as you right, get right. And then we live also in in times where there are so many options. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and um, I think that we all bring this childhood trauma to some extent, even if we may have worked through it. You yeah. know, I just have this idea that I don't want to perpetrate what my mom right. went through, what we went through as ch as children, yep. and, and so there's that fear, right, of fucking up. Right. Well, and it will happen. I mean, it will can, happen. It Thank will. you. But probably not in the way you imagine. <laughs> not you know? in the way I imagine. No. Yeah. I'm probably gonna fuck my kids up from giving too much love. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It can. That can happen. Someone said to me, and someone, and thanks for saying that. Someone just recently said to me, "Yeah, you know what? Stop worrying about that." Yeah. Parents are always going to mess up in one way yeah. or another. You can't help it. You're doing. Can't help you, know, it. you can pay attention to what you're doing and do your best and give love and and support yeah and that was very liberating to hear because i think still my virgo rising <laughs> yeah you want <laughs> or my it all inner to be critic whatever you want to call it yeah i think i really strive to be um the best version that i can be in everything i do and that's a lot that's of pressure enough. that's all you're doing i mean that's all you need to be doing you don't need to think about the specifics of like how that particular being who you haven't even met yet by the way is going to be true. like they don't you know you don't know a thing about their personality or their needs or any so, so projecting so your fears into the future is never i mean it doesn't work in any scenario but in that one it's especially crazy because the, the kid isn't has not even been conceived i know you i know, know. but um, i understand thinking about it i i don't think there's i think that's a natural thing but yeah. i can assure you as a parent that well, I can assure you as someone who was aware of the things that I wanted to avoid mm -hmm. as a parent, mm -hmm. I've been able to avoid those things. I, I haven't had to put a lot of thought into, I mean, I definitely feel those patterns. I feel stuff come up and I, I can even feel phrases come through me that are not my own. And I'm just about to utter them or I've in, in the past I have said things to mm -hmm. my to my daughter who, and I've said things that I don't believe in at all. Like they're ju it's just a phrase that was, uttered so many times in my childhood that it just came out and then I but I caught it and I was like wait a minute that's not actually what I think I'm going to say what I actually that's think great. and I and I'll tell her then so and usually it's right in the moment sometimes it's a day or two later but 
I always come back around to explain any behavior that I've that I'm not comfortable with, you yeah. know. And I think that's helpful, but it might not be. I mean, sometimes I think I give her too much. I give her too much of my own inner process and it mm. might freak her out and it might, it might be really different from hers and she might you know i don't know i'm but sure that's such a gift too because you know especially um as a man in yeah. in, in our world in, it's i had a it, lack of that yeah i think it's so good long. i think it's a good yeah. thing and i and i'm going with my gut on it because it feels right to me and the, the responsiveness is apparent so i think it's i think i'm doing the right thing but i also know something else i'm doing is not great you know i mean i don't always model the best behavior I'm, i can be really but you're a human right yeah i <laughs> and know she and, knows it too well and th see and that's the thing that's the advice that yeah. thank you for saying that and now i can say it back to you like that's yeah. that is what you have to remember it's like even the kid even a very very young kid understands on some level why your parents you know you're, you're fallible you know like yeah. the, developmentally there's a point where you think your parents are totally flawless have no could never do yes, wrong yes they're gods and the, right and then, and then there you witness you know little by little instances where that you know that's not the case they are actually going to make mistakes and, and that is the whole good. gift that's yes it's it's good it's good because you're giving your children permission to be human Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to hear the full episodes for any of these guests, you can see their episode numbers listed in the uh, in the listing. Um, I want to thank all of my guests for all of their sharing and uh, openness. It means a lot to me, and it's the show wouldn't exist without it um, so I just want to remind you to uh, be nice to yourself and others um, pet an animal talk to a plant stop buying shit you don't need I love you see you next week bye